Speedway proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapid on Racing. This is the Banker Bob Thought for July 5th, 2021. We've all heard, when there's a will, there's a way. I'm thinking, when there's a will, I want to be a recipient. Fans, good evening and welcome to Rappin' on Racing, July 5, 2021. On deck with me now is co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, good evening, how are you? I'm doing well, Don. I had a, a great Fourth of July holiday weekend. Uh, I actually took some racing off. I had some, you know, previous commitments I wanted to do, and uh, I know you made the trip up to Jennerstown. And I think both of us, you know, I'm getting, you know, as I get, it seems to be the days get a little bit older for me. I get a little bit tired or a lot quicker. But all in all, it was uh, you know a great weekend to celebrate, you know, our, our country and. There was some great racing that took place, Don. And beautiful weather. Hey, our guests tonight include Jennerstown Speedway General Manager, Billy Rebar, Charger feature winner recently at Jennerstown, Nate Valenti, Rick Eshelman, the voice of the World of Outlaws late models, Maud Light feature winner at Blanket Hill Speedway, Mark Flick, late model drivers Kyle Hardy and Garrett Paw, and track promoter Jeff Burdett. Jim Zufall has his report from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Bill Korch will also cover the Herb Scott Memorial. Tom Lang's going to keep us up to date on the drag racing scene. And Howie Bayless has a couple nice interviews, one with Kyle Hardy and one with Troy Shields. Tyler Harris spent some time with Garrett Paw. Don, we got some results from Hummingbird. In the super late models, it was Kenny Schaefer. In the Renegade of Dirt Modifieds, it was Rich Michael Jr. 
Nick Erskine in the semi-late models, Tim Bish in the pro stocks, and in the pure stocks, it was Bryce Swagger. In the four cylinders, it was Blake Joyner. You'll be making your uh, annual trip up there pretty soon to help celebrate uh, Louie's birthday. Is that right? It is. Unfortunately, you got some family commitments that you got to attend to next month, and I and I will be going up. Uh, it's always a, a special trip. I'm going to you know make a day of it. You know, hopefully the weather's cooperative, but. You know, just such a great gentleman. And, and we always talked on about the family aspect. That family from the sons, the daughters, the granddaughters, you know, the grandkids, they work that racetrack. And it is just on a Saturday night in the Dubois area, there's probably no other place that the people want to go in that area. Just a great group of people, and I, uh, I'm sorry I won't be able to join you. Um, Wrapping on Racing's available every Monday night at 6 p.m. on Apple TV, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, or WrappingOnRacing.com. The program's available 24-7, 365 days of the year. And if you miss any of the shows, they're archived. You can go to Apple TV or WrappingOnRacing.com. We want to thank Jennerstown Speedway, the title sponsor for Wrapping on Racing, and all our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Environmental Air Incorporated, plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Tuma Meat Market, and Zarin Truck and Automotive. Okay. I want to thank you, my co-host, Dave Oliveri, as well as our reporters, Howie Bayless, Lenny Baticki, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, and Jim Zufall. And as always, Don, special thank to our senior engineers and our technical service advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Lusick, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. This Saturday, we're going to take a road trip up to Sharon for the Lou Blaney Memorial. Watched a lot of races, interviewed a lot of drivers. I think Lou was one of the finest gentlemen ever to put on a helmet, whether he was in a sprint car or a modified. I don't know of anyone that won that many races where nobody ever had anything bad to say about him. I, I agree. You know, I watched him through my youth growing up, and then as an opportunity to develop when we were racing at Sharon Speedway, and he was there along, you know, promoting, you know, with his family. Uh, truly, just like you said, one of the gentlest, kindest, you know, big-hearted people. You know, we lost what Lou way too early, but the thing that I take from it is, and, and Kate and Dave and Dale, they, they really celebrate their father's memory. And I know she sends invites to you, and, and you can tell the listeners that they want to bring back some of the drivers from the past. And it's it's kind of like a, a recreation of uh, memories that they shared with Lou. And, and when you guys get together, you haven't seen each other. And with COVID last year, uh, it, it's been you know, a little bit delayed. And I know in past, you know, we sat there and you had some great conversations with Glenn Gall and some other drivers that, you know, are always special to these because these are guys you raced with and against on. Many years ago, I met a young man there named Ryan Blaney, and we talked a little bit uh, about you know, some of the things he was doing. And look where he's at now, one of the premier drivers with Penske in the Cup Series. But there must be something in the water down there because Lou, Dave, Dale, Ryan, 
all winners in their respective fields. And I had the pleasure to do the very first Lou Blaney Memorial. I was down in the infield, and I told a little bit about his career when he first started out as a teenager and racing at Greater Pittsburgh Speedway. They had three cars. They called them the Three White Mice, Dale Johnson, Gib Orr, and uh, Lou Blaney. And when Lou showed up the second, they all had homemade cars. They were 30 by 90s or super modifieds. When he showed up the next year with a Trevis chassis, I said, the world of sprint car racing is going to change, and boy, did it. I think what you know, some of our younger listeners then understand is Lou was as dominant and as a sprint car, but towards the end of his career, you know, he got out of the sprint car and was dominant in the big block modifieds. Well, the reason he got out of the sprint cars, he wanted to give Dave a chance to get his career started. And I, I remember many years ago at Lernerville, uh, that uh, there was uh, two young men pushing Lou's sprint car to an area of the pits to, to get some work done on it, and it was Dale and Dave, and they were just teenagers at the time. But I have, ha- I have so many nice memories of the Blaney family uh, that it's, it's unbelievable. Like uh, a good friend of theirs, his, his name was Butler, uh, passed away, and, and Ryan took time to pose for pictures, put the guy's name on his car. Ed Miller put this all together as a tribute to this Butler fellow who was like a neighbor and, and played ball <coughs> with uh, Dave and Dale. I mean, it was just they are always willing to do something to help the sport, promote the sport, and treat the fans to the best possible racing experience that they can. And, and I think the biggest special part of the evening is Kate works so hard along with Dave's wife, and it benefits Alzheimer's. And that was the disease that ultimately took you know lose you know life. And but for the people that come back, and to have two sons that that's race means the world. I know you know Dale can't always race, but. You know, just recently he got into a 410 sprint that he hasn't probably been in in two years. He picked up a win. Dave picked up a win in his home track earlier this year. So I look for both Blaney boys, at least Dave, to be there. And if Dale can get into a ride and he's not, you know, traveling with the, you know, the All-Star Series, I think uh, he'll they'll be there and both will be there for contentions for the wins, Don. So as a reminder to our listeners... If you want to pay tribute to one of the finest drivers that ever put a helmet on, you need to be at Sharon this Saturday for the Lou Blaney Memorial. Don, I know many times you've shared uh, many of your your tremendous posts of different drivers, and I know one of the biggest ones that you've had in the past when you put Lou Blaney up, and it's not hundreds of likes, it's thousands of likes. Yes, Yes, it's just uh, he's still loved by so many, even after all these years. Well, Dave, have we covered everything? Is there anything we need to add? I don't think. It will be uh, a a full slate for us. I'll be joining you Friday at at Lernerville. Then, like I said, we'll be making the trip over to Hartford, Ohio on Saturday. And then I guess for a few weeks, uh, Don will be at down south and Dave will be north so we'll be communicating by phone yeah I'll be at the North Carolina studio because my son is moving from San Francisco and we're going to help him get established down in Concord North Carolina 
Well, Dave, you have a nice evening. I'm glad you had a nice holiday. I thank you. We'll talk later. We'll see you Friday and Saturday, Don. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, PowerTech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. This portion of Rapid on Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For more information, check out Jennerstown.org. Down the back straightaway for perhaps the final time. At a slow rate of speed. Pace truck better hurry up because Sammy Smith wants to go. <laughs> he better throw the KRC power steering restart zone. Garrett Hall and Sammy Smith. Smith, the control car, gets the lead in turn one. Just cut right down on the bar, right across the bow of Hall. Sammy Smith from Iowa, the Toyota Camry, just flashing by. He's got a good car length for the half now over Hall. Three laps to go. The fight's to be for third. That's where Garrett Smith, Liam, Matt Craig are side by side. 
Smithley and Craig. Their racing goes back to their legends days when they were little pups at the summer shootout. But right now, Smith don't want none of that. Y'all just stay back there behind. Three wide might not be the prescription, but they're all going for third. Craig has it right now. Heim and Smithley trying to take it away, but your leader is Sammy Smith coming to the white flag, the voice of the Cars Tour Series. Mr. Pit Road TV, Tony Stevens going to lead him around. Smith is your leader. Final time for Iowa Sammy Smith in the turn number one here at Jennerstown. A year ago, came up one spot short. Tonight, he's outlasted the carnage. He is going to win this one if he can get through two more corners. Off the final turn, round the slower car, and Sammy Smith will capture his first Cars Tour Super Late Model win, and it's worth $20,000 here at Jennerstown Speedway. Sammy Smith, I think we're good to go. We need like 37 people to set up victory lane. Sammy Smith, you're a winner at Jennerstown. Come on, that race car. It's a little wet down here, but I'm pretty sure none of this crew cares. Sammy, come over here so the crowd can see you. This race was the tale of about three or four different events, it felt like. But last year, you were one spot short. What did you learn then that you applied tonight and how much does this $20,000 check mean to you? Yeah, it means a lot. I just uh, can't thank these guys enough. TMC, uh, Communication, Dialing, Sinclair Tractor, uh, Toyota, all the Donnie Wilson guys, Bonsus, Donnie Wilson. Uh, I'd like to dedicate this one to Mr. Nettie. passed away a couple months ago, and uh, it really means a lot to me. What was going through your head those final few restarts? There were a lot of concerns about fuel, surviving the next corner. It got chaotic. What was the crew telling you and what was processing through your head in the seat of that race car? Yeah, you know, we had, a, uh, we had enough gas. We, we struggled those first two stages. We, we just didn't have uh, the balance we needed to go in and uh, bond and all the guys made good adjustments. And uh, we, I know we had, a, we had enough gas. So I uh, just had to have perfect restarts every time and I knew, uh, knew we would be here. Did you ever think your first Cars Tour win would come at an event like this one? Uh, I sure hoped it would. Uh, you know, we uh, were so close uh, throughout the year and uh, some, sometimes last year. So, uh, you know, it means a lot to, to win. Sammy Smith, let him hear you, Jennerstown. One more time. A $20,000 winner here in Edelbrock Victory Lane. It's a hug from Bon Suss. The smiles. Donnie Wilson and company to come congratulate him, the car owner. And he's got one more thing to take care of on the left side, and that would be the Victory Lane sticker for a winner. He'll wipe off the water. We said it's a little wet down here. That's the wettest I've seen a race car when it hadn't rained. But on the top of the roof, here comes the win sticker for the first time in his career for Sammy Smith. He'll peel the backing, and there it is. Sammy Smith, a Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour Super Late Model winner. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. 
Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Joining us now after an excellent race and a lot of activity at Jennerstown is Billy Rebar. Bill, good evening. Good evening, Don. Thanks for having me. Tony Stevens and Lenny Baticki did an outstanding job with the TV coverage. That's an understatement, Don. Uh, I had the privilege of meeting Lenny and Tony at the same time at PRI several years ago as a result of your introduction. And, you know, you meet great people in the sport. Some are friends, some are acquaintances. These guys are going to be lifelong friends. Uh, I cannot thank them enough. We're going above and beyond anything that any racetrack promoter could ever ask for to promote their facility. Yes, it was the Car Super Late Model Tour that was the main event, but what stole the show was the Pit Road TV crew. Fans, those of you that are listening to Rapid on Racing, if you are not a subscriber to Pit Road TV, you need to do so tonight, and you can play back these shows. Multiple cameras, drone shards, it is just the best team in short track racing, and I will go on record, if I ever hit the lottery, I will be the first investor in Pit Road TV because this is what short track racing needs throughout the country. You always like to think outside the box, and we put together a deal to have Zach, guitar Zach, play the national anthem on his electric guitar. Some of your thoughts on that. It was absolutely wild, and once again, Don Gamble rises to the occasion, and you connect the dots and you do the introduction, and it was something different. I mean, what better way to honor America on Fourth of July weekend with, you know, a Jimi Hendrix rendition of the national anthem on the front stretch? And it was it was wild. It was awesome. The ovation from the crowd, the drivers, it, it got everybody the adrenaline flowing. I mean, the national anthem is my absolutely favorite song of the world. Uh, obviously, it was played in a different version, but it was it was excellent. It was really wild. And it kind of set the tone, and it, it kind of made you feel like you might have been at Daytona on 4th of July weekend. Well, the one guy that did the uh, gentleman Start Your Engines thing was there when Zach was playing under the grandstands, and he says, I think I'm at Woodstock. I mean, the, the kid is very talented, and it was nice that he and his group came up to do that. I have a question on my mind. Uh, will there be a super late model race at Jennerstein in 2022? I would venture to say that in some capacity, some shape or form, you're going to absolutely see a super late model tour race there in 2022. Uh, the car slotting rock tour was absolutely amazing here this past weekend. You know, I have always said that the tour modifieds are my favorite group. Well, I may have a new favorite group after this past weekend. What an outstanding group of racers. I definitely think it was the who's who's of short track racing in America when you have drivers like Bubba Pollard, Stephen Nassie, Sammy Smith, who ultimately went to Vic Stoney's victory lane. You have Derek Griffith. Uh, the list goes on and on. 
absolutely outstanding race weekend. These guys could not be more cordial to the fans, my family. We had a little get-together uh, Friday night after practice. We had a rain delay. and We turned the lights on and we dried the track. I wasn't going to give up on these guys and give them that extra time. and Gave them a chance to kick back and relax up underneath the bleachers with the Caitlin Rose Band. Great opportunity to talk to some of these guys and they're just one of us, Don. They just love racing. If you treat them right, you know, it's like the field of dreams. You build it and they'll come. And verbally committed, Derek Griffith, Bubba Pollard, uh, Jeff Batten, and several other drivers said they will absolutely be back here for the August weekend for the Motor Mountain Masters. Um, I think Bubba Pollard really opened eyes. You know, racing's a wonderful group of community, but there's a lot of haters in the world as well. And, you know, Bubba has struggled a little bit previously over the last couple months. Uh, this was his first race. It was a debut in a new chassis with a new manufacturer with Port City Race Cars and Gary Crooks, who are probably the most outstanding group of individuals and chassis manufacturers in the sport. I might be a little partial because we have a great relationship, but they rose to the occasion. I'm telling you right now, Bubba Pollard would have been back in victory lane for a $20,000 payday, but he had a mechanical failure of the fuel pump on. But... You know, at the end of the night, they, they were there. They had their heads held right high. And, you know, the, the famous quote he said in his interview is, we're ready to win races. And uh, you got folks need to watch what Bubba Pollard does over the next several months. And hopefully it sounds like we're going to see him here again on, on, on August weekend for the Motor Mountain Masters. I thought it was funny when Josh Berry won the poll. You thought, geez, this is really something. If he wins this, people are going to wonder how that happened. Yeah, uh, what an outstanding young man and driver. And, you know, they unloaded that car. They've had limited test sections. Uh, they had some help from some other guys setting it up, and they found quite a few things on that car that were not where they needed to be. And the toe was out quite more than it needed to be. And talking to Josh Friday night, he just, man, I'm not sure what we got or whatever. Well, they worked on it. Josh Reeves and his crew, cars kept getting improving more and more on Saturday. And, man, did he lay down a lap to start on the pole. Led several laps. And, Dawn, up to the very end of the race, with two laps to go, I believe it was, Josh was running third, had a driver miss a shift on a restart. Josh ended up with a right front tire. I think he still finished seventh in the race, but he was very, very close to picking up the win. So it was not a fairy tale weekend for that team, but for their first time working together, Excellent, excellent result. Um, great atmosphere. All these drivers just outstanding with the fans. That's what it takes to be successful at a racetrack. You know, I, you know, Don, I've said before, my motto is I want to bring people that aren't race fans to the racetrack and make them leave there being race fans. Well, I think we've done that. Well, now we're having the opportunity to introduce these race fans to a great, wonderful group of racers from all over the country. Uh, creating excitement, creating interest, building their fan base, and continuing to put Jennerstown at the front of the map across the country. That leads me into my next comment. Uh, there was a gentleman there that I've known for many, many years, Tyler Bachman, who is a safety inspector for Dirt Car with the World of Outlaws. And you and Tyler spent a lot of time comparing notes. So he's a race fan, but prior to that, he had never been to Jennerstown as an asphalt track. Correct. Uh, I've never met the gentleman. You introduced me to him. Actually, I think Lenny did on the front stretch. and He was up in the booth with us, and I think I watched 130 of the 200 laps with him, and we compared notes and exchanged ideas. And, you know, 
I think it was a, a great opportunity for someone from the asphalt side and someone from the dirt side to kind of come together. And it turns out we're both true race fans and shared ideas. And he had nothing but positive feedback. I actually texted him this morning and said, hey, bring your family back for a weekly show. And it just it's great to see people from different environments, different types of racing, uh, support each other, support these big shows. And he'll tell you, other than Bubba Pollard, he never heard of a driver in the entire field, but they were off. He wanted to come to the racetrack and, you know, had a great time, and I definitely think we'll see him in the future. Joe Maruka picked up the win in the 100-lapper, and we're going to have him as a guest next week because there's so much to try and fit it in uh, tonight. But, uh, Joe, uh, just a great guy, and I look forward to uh, getting an in-depth interview with him, not only on the victory, but what his plans are for the season. Yeah, not just a great guy. What an outstanding family. His mother and father are probably two of the greatest people to racetrack, and his mom makes the absolute best chocolate chip cookies in the world. Uh, and She makes them quite often for my little ones, and I love my wife to death, and she uses the same recipe, but they're just not the same as Mama Maruka's. Uh, great family, work very hard, and we, you know, we, we give Joey a hard time sometimes. He spent about three hours in the tire trailer on Friday night trying to pick a set of tires, and we almost had to kick him out, but my God, he got the marks right. I know he had help from Rick Boyer. And he found something to work because he was a cannon or a rocket shot out of a cannon there. But let's just talk about that race for a minute. 100 laps from Martellus Pharmacy, Lay Mall Division. What an outstanding race. Yes, the Cars Tour was the headlining event, but that Martellus Pharmacy Lay Mall feature that I just went back and watched for the second time on Pit Road TV, phenomenal racing, side by side, two by two. Lead changes, uh, you know, guys out the big leads, and just outstanding. I mean, we could market that and put that on Mav TV by itself, Don. There were a couple times when they were three abreast, and I was kind of concerned that that was too many guys fitting into the same space, but it all worked out. Concern's an understatement. Uh, I think I closed my eyes a little bit. I was actually spotting for Mike Sweeney this weekend. So I didn't get to watch any of the race in front of him because you got to focus on your driver, and I think I had to talk every single lap because it was so congested out there. Uh, but when you watch it back on TV, you're thinking, my goodness, is this good stuff? So uh, if someone is not out there attending Jennerstown Speedway and they're listening to the show, they don't know what they're missing. They need to get their butts out there. This coming weekend, July 10th, the Super Cup Stock Car Series returns to Jennerstown Speedway. And then the following weekend, July 17th, that is actually our five-division racing program with the Clarks concert to follow. So lots of exciting stuff here coming yet in July. Bill, I think you covered it. Is there anything we need to add? No, Don. Once again, I just want to thank uh, Jack McNally from the Cars Tour, Keeley that works in the front office for him, uh, his entire officiating staff for a uh, job well done. They did not disappoint. Uh, yes, we did wreck a few cars there at the end, but outstanding feature event the late models did a great job my staff did a great job but uh we, we actually lived up there from wednesday on so it was kind of good to get home and sleep in my own bed last night bill i thank you for a great report i'll talk to you next week thanks don this portion of wrapping on racing was brought to you by the jennerstown speedway complex home of the motor mountain masters for information about upcoming events at Jennerstown Speedway, check out Jennerstown.org. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. 
They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Freebar. Fans, our next guest is Nate Valeni, the driver of Car 52. Nate, good evening, and thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. You know, I talked to your dad a couple of weeks ago, and one thing led to another, and I mentioned it to Billy Rebar, and he said, I think the kid's going to win. And, boy, you're making my interview easy because you turned around and just won the last time you were there. That's pretty great. Yeah, it's it's awesome, man. It's um, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't really do anything else without God. You know, it's it's really exciting that I finally got the win and pursue my dreams. And I saw your picture on. Uh, the Jennerstown site, and I asked you about all those folks, and you said they're friends from your church. Looks like you got quite a good fan club there. Yeah, they all have my back. There's still a lot that um, didn't come. Um, my youth leader, Jason, and his wife, he didn't get to come. Um, my one pastor, or my pastor, he didn't get to come. Um, but, you know, it's it's just awesome, you know, having friends that support you well, and um you're just gonna have to win again when they're there how's that sound yeah that's what i told him i told him if you guys come up and i win i'm gonna have to start paying you guys to come up <laughs> <laughs> looking at the point standings cal burkholder's leading at 333 but you're in third place at 315 
That is very impressive for a second-year driver, basically a rookie, uh, to have that kind of success. And I think it was pretty wise when I talked to Dad. He told me the car you bought, and uh, that was a, a good move. It really was. We were actually going to stay in the four-cylinders, but we bought we bought the four-cylinder off of Dale when we was over at Dale's garage, and you know one thing led to another, and we got that car. I honestly, I really can't thank Dale and Adam enough, and just their whole entire crew for giving me advice and all that stuff. Just like Steve and Kyle, that they helped me out so much, and it's just very, I'm very appreciative. The greatest people in the world are in racing. Every once in a while, you get a jerk, but 99% of these people would do anything to help, and they're just they're great people. I mean, Barry Audi, he helped, he helped someone every week, and sometimes these guys, he helped go out and beat them. Uh, but that's, I think that's in his DNA. What made you decide to get involved in racing? Honestly, ever since I was little, I just had the urge of racing. You know, I, I, would, go, I would go to the beach, and I would go to go-karts. Like, that would be my biggest thing. You know, I would always, I would always ask my parents, "Can we go to go kart?" I don't know. It's just, it's just like in my blood, going around in circles. Did, it's something about high speeds and racing is just, I don't know. Did anyone else in your family were they any of them ever involved in racing? No, I am a first generation driver, so. A question I ask all the drivers, and I know the answer, but I'd like your version. What is the toughest part about racing? I definitely think the toughest part, whenever you have a good car and you don't get a decent finish, that's what I think. I know one of the toughest things for me was when I got that second place (laughs) to Steve. That was personally one of my toughest situations just because... You know, it sucks coming in second. You're the first loser, you know, (laughs) (laughs) the uh, competitor in me. It just. Do you have any hobbies when you're not racing? I love space. So I'm, I study this, I study space as much as I possibly can. Um, I also play the drums. So I play the drums from time to time. I'm learning piano as well. So whenever I'm not working on the car or whenever I'm not racing or doing iRacing or something like that, I'm usually playing the drums or uh, studying space. Pretty cool. I like, uh, I find the drummer's oftentimes the most interesting person in the band. Question, how did you pick your car number? I would always use 56, and I was in a league on iRacing, and the 56 was taken my buddy gave me, you know, he's like, you want to be the 52? I was like, yeah, I'll be the 52. And ever since then, I've just, 52 has just been my number, no matter where at. How about uh, your sponsors? Uh, it takes a lot of people to make this happen. Why don't you uh, mention who your sponsors are? Joe Body Shop, They, um, he's, he's really my one and only sponsor. And um, I couldn't thank him enough. You know, he helped us out a lot over the winter. Raise Energy, I love it. It's an amazing drink. And it, it gives me energy for whenever I'm tired and I'm getting ready to go into that car. So some other people, Adam Kostelnik for AK Chassis. When we first got the car, he helped us set up the car. Dell Kimberly, you know, giving me advice. 
Scott Electric for doing the decals and stuff. Absolutely, I could not do it without them. So The decals on your car are amazing. I saw a picture with you coming around with a checkered flag, and I thought, whoa, this is one sharp race car. How about your pit? My pit crew only consists of me and my dad for the most part. Sometimes my buddy Josh Foss will come down. Me and my dad, we can we usually get it done. It's awesome. I think the fact that whether it's father and son or father and daughter or brothers, the quality time that you spend with your dad in the garage when you're not racing is precious time. I always tell the whoever I'm interviewing, you can't put time in a bottle. So just enjoy it because it's special. We're coming up on a break. Is there anyone else you'd like to thank or anything you'd like to add? I would just like to thank God. I wouldn't be able to do it without him. Um, I just want to make sure that every second that I can, I can glorify him. Because that's the whole reason why I'm racing, is to really glorify him. That is wonderful. I thank you for being with me tonight, and I'll see you up at the track. See ya. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Saturday Night Racing Entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series, the Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, the Rush Wingless Sprints, Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Jook George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Listeners, joining us at Lernerville Speedway, and this is there was no time, and we're talking to a good friend of Rapid on Race, and myself and Don Gamble for many years, the voice of the Morton Buildings World of Outlaw late, late Models, Rick Eshelman. I don't want to say welcome to Lernerville because this, this is like a home away from home for you. <laughs> Absolutely, one of my favorite tracks. You know, 
you come here for the firecracker. The, you, the neat thing about this is when you drive up 356, whichever direction you come from, there's campers. And I mean, there's campers everywhere. There's flags flying. You may see a little smoke from a campfire. Kids running around, guys playing cornhole, people walking around with a cold drink. The dogs are out. I mean, it, this is just, this to me isn't a race. It's more of a party where a race broke out. But let's face it, the party is great. The racing is great. I love Lernerville Speedway. It's been one of my favorites. I actually came here, Dave, you probably don't know this. I first got my license. I came here at the age of 16. I had heard about Don Martin's Lernerville Speedway. And, I, and somebody said, you've got to go there. It's just outside of Pittsburgh. You've got to go check it out. Well, I got in my 1973 AMC Gremlin and filled her up and came to Lernerville, watched the race, slept in the parking lot, drove home the next day, and then went to school on Monday. <laughs> that gremlin probably now at one time may have turned into a, a, a dirt modified. It may have become a dirt modified, being a 73 right around the time that gremlins were big in modified. So somebody may have bought it and took it. I'll never know, though. You know, you know we talk about, you just said, you know, it, it, there is three days of racing. But as, as General Manager Michael Isaacoski said, it's it's really not a race. Like you said, it's an event from what you see. And now with, from what the track does and what the outlaws do with the cornhole and then the autograph session. I mean, the crowds the last two nights here, Thursday and Friday. Now, we had some Chamber of Commerce weather, which... You know, how many years you've been coming here doing this, uh, we usually get that R word, uh, and it, you never know when it's going to come. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you go back to the beginning of this when Scott Bloomquist won the first one. I can't remember more than maybe one or two weekends where we had sun and none of that other stuff for three days. This is amazing. And the way the weather's been this year, especially across the Midwest, which ends up over here in the east, you would think, okay, well, the forecast beginning, heading here, it's like, oh, boy, we're going to have to deal with Friday and Saturday. Oh, boy, now we're only going to have to deal with Saturday. Now we don't have to worry. We, we'll just go racing. So somebody called in a favor somewhere, and it paid off, and here we are with beautiful sunny skies, a little bit of cloud cover. It's going to be a great night. Yeah, track's been different both nights, but, you know, we'll, you know we talk about the firecracker, but you're a big part of the stampede. That isn't, again, it, it's it's a couple days of racing, but it's it's an event inside a racetrack. Oh, yeah, and there's no doubt. The Steel City Stampede is one of those races. A lot of people say, oh, why do you want to go watch eight or nine classes? And they're racing all the time. Think about what you just said. You have eight or nine different classes racing. It's racing all day. You get to see cars you may not see all year long at one place. The prices are phenomenal for this type of racing and it's the little guys it's not the big national travelers that come into this race it's the regional local guys they get to showcase their stuff like the one that i would have to say mr stampede has got to be chris schneider he comes with three four different class cars he'll win a couple of them but he just loves being here brian ruhlman comes and brings a couple of cars it's one of those things where it's the end of the year you got one last chance to get a race and yeah it might be a little bit cool who cares you're going to remember this race when you've got six inches of snow on the ground. It's going to go down to 10 degrees. You're going to have a 30-mile-an-hour wind, and you're talking wind chill of zero. You'll remember that October race that you were there and got to see one more race before all this bad weather come in. I love the Stampede. Yeah, there's been some ep epic events over here. I remember the one year, I, I think the Kings brought some boats in, and you talk about a bonfire. I don't know. <laughs> that thing, I left at like 
one o'clock in the morning. I came back like at two in the afternoon. I think it still was blazing. Yeah, I think they party just as hard, if not maybe a little bit harder, at the Stampede because, let's face it, it's the local regional guys that don't get a chance to race in front of a good crowd and be the center of attention, you know, instead of just a field filler or maybe a support class. They are all the main class because we highlight every one of those divisions, and it's a really neat thing for those guys. I love it. We do the same thing at Charlotte, Dave. It's called the World Short Track Championship presented by Dryden. That's the weekend before the World Finals. Eight or nine classes there all under the dirt car banner, and it showcases all the little guys. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that that they are not the national spotlight drivers. They race just as hard. They pay the same amount to get in, but they put on one heck of a show. I love those types of events. And you come here on a regular night. You know, you have the big three, but like you said, the pro stocks are probably one of the best races of the night. And uh, listeners, what we're going to do is we're talking to Rick Eshelman, and we're going to be take a commercial break, and we'll be back shortly. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company, currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Listeners, we're back from our commercial break, and joining us is Rick Eshelman, the voice of the Morton Billing Super Late Models for the World of Outlaws. Rick, we were sharing some just some moments with the firecracker and the stampede, but last year, Everybody, as you guys were heading, ready to head to Florida, or you were in Florida, the world just, and I don't want to say stop, but it turned upside down into where what we take for granted in terms of entertainment, we didn't have it. And I think that one of the things that I really took from last year was the fact that between you know, NASCAR, and then towards the end of May and June, when we had when, when we ran on this event last year, this was one of the first events that the world kind of opened up in. You know, we were masked and we had rules and regulations, but, you know, there was a little bit of normalcy back in our life. But that's changed now. We're back to normal, sort of. Uh, last year, from a, a standpoint, when you're on the road and in traveling as much as you, as you do, there were some things that I you know I had an opportunity to watch Dirt Vision, and we'll talk a little bit about that later on. It's just from you as an announcer, you draw off of the fans into look in Victory Lane or from where you're broadcasting to see empty bleachers. Had to be difficult for you as many years as you're doing this, and as big as a race fan as you are. Well, you know, like you said, Dave, last year we ran our last race in March, and that was the beginning of March at Smoky Mountain Speedway for the Tennessee Tip-Off Classic, and then all gates were locked. 
which is uh, I'm going to just stay out of the political realm of this and just talk sport. The gates were locked and we were on mini vacation. Well, then things started to get to where people were getting a handle on things and they thought, you know what? We saw what happened out in South Dakota. They're the ones that started racing. They said, you know what? We can do this. We can do it the right way. And they did. So we said, okay, we're going to start racing towards the end of May. So the weekend, one of the last weekends of May, we went to the Jackson Motorplex in Minnesota to no fans. Okay, now it's okay when you get there. You know, there's no fans in the stands. It's all right while you're registering cars. The good thing for me was the position that the tower's in at Jackson, you can't see the majority of the grandstands unless you stand up. I made it a point to sit down and call the action because I wasn't sure how I was going to be able to react to not seeing anybody there and running through my mind that this isn't a race. This is more like a practice. Well, it wasn't. So I went into race mode just like any other time, any other year, any other race, and it worked out really good. Both nights went well. I felt bad for the drivers, you know, because they jump out of the car. You know, Ricky Thornton Jr. got his first ever win, climbs out of the car, we shoot the confetti, but you hear no clapping. It's like, okay, this is different. That's when it sunk in. The next weekend, we go to Davenport for two nights of racing. I announced from a table in the covered grandstand area. Nobody around me whatsoever, nobody in the stands. I was under a 5,600 seat grandstand with nobody around me calling the event. That's when it sunk in that, you know, things have changed. Things are different right now. But what I will say is once we got back to racing, we had great crowds. Everybody used their head. They did the right thing. They went by rules. They did whatever it was necessary so they could be at the races because I tell you right now, Dave, we are the only sport in the world last year that had fans from the get-go once we went back to it. We had fans. All the other major sports, even college sports, any sport, no fans. Some of them didn't even play. So we were fortunate enough that we did the right thing. We followed the rules. We followed the guidelines. We complied. And we did what we do, which is put on an entertaining show for hardworking fans that spend their hardworking money to come and be entertained. And that's why I think dirt racing this year is so popular. It's due to the fact that we did not tuck our tail. We said, okay, we can't do it this way. What way can we do it? And we did. And I, I think you also had a storybook picture last year. In uh, really both series, because you had Kyle Larson, that story is just still out there that everybody followed it, and it was such good medicine. But I do have a question to ask you. You know, you did it from the grandstands. You did it where you couldn't see. Did you ever have? Did you do a broadcast where you were in the studio and watching the race on a monitor and calling it? The only broadcast that I did was the first I race. I did it from the Dirt Vision Studios in Concord, North Carolina. Myself and Todd Morey, we called the iRace for World of Outlaws Late Models on eSports. And that was the first time I've ever called a race solely on a monitor. So that's added to the resume. You add to the resume, no fans. But uh, yeah, calling from a monitor isn't as tough as you think. Obviously, experience has a lot to do with that. But the Dirt Vision people make it so easy to follow along the action. They have great camera coverage, and it is just one of those things that, you know, it, it was different, but I'm glad I got to experience it. 
fans. We're talking to Rick Eshelman, and we're going to take a break, and we'll be back shortly. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Listeners, we're back from our break, and we're with Rick Eshelman. Rick, we're going to wrap things up. You know, again, it's been great, you know, having a chance to, you know, talk to you up and and, and your good friend Dow Carnahan Media Center, and we all miss Dow, and I know he'd be a big part of this weekend, but. Tonight at Lernerville and throughout the season, Dirt Vision the last couple of years has really changed the way fans across the United States watch a race. I mean, I can be in Pennsylvania, you can be out in Minnesota, I can put Dirt Vision on, I can, I'm right in my living room and I, I can see you and, and listen to you, and it's great. But from an announcer standpoint, Anything a little bit different, or it's just it's something that's just modern technology that really spruces things up for the fans? Well, originally, when this all started out, way back in the day, it was Dirt Radio Network. You could get live audio. People could listen in for free to the audio part, but they couldn't see anything. Well, then Dirt Vision kept progressing and kept getting bigger and kept getting more you know, technically sound. And they said, okay, we're going to start videoing races. So then they started doing the major events. Well, then it got to be where, okay, now we're going to showcase the sprints every event live on Dirt Vision. And that took off, and it flew. I mean, people just love seeing the sprints. Like you said, no matter where you're at. And a perfect example, two weeks from now, you're going to be in PA. I'm going to be in Minnesota at Jackson Motorplex. So that's a good tie-in. But um, over the last few years, you know, they said, well... If we're going to do the sprints, let's do the late models. There might be somebody in California that wants to see us racing in South Carolina. And they took off with it. And, you know, we not, we not only broadcast every World of Outlaws lap. We broadcast every lap of every class that runs that night at that particular track. So people get to see maybe who a Chris Schneider is or, you know, maybe who a Brian Schwartzlander is or something like that to where they don't always get to see those guys. Maybe never have heard of them. But they at least get a taste of it. So then they say, ooh, well, if that's on Dervision, what's this stampede? Hey, it's some of those guys we saw at that race that night. we got to get it. And it's just a terrific thing. There's replays. There's a drone coverage during the night. And now we've in, instituted the Dirt Vision big screen. We have a big screen that is at every racetrack. It will play highlights from previous races. It plays commercials. It shows live footage while we're doing the redraw. And... You know as well as I do, not every track like Lernerville has great seating to where there's no you know, blocks or too far away. So for those tracks to where maybe the seating, you can't everybody see the same thing, that screen is there to aid them. 
it's something really neat. They get to see the replays because, you know, Joe's sitting next to Bob. Bob says, 12 took two out. And he said, no, no, two come down on him. Well, when the replay comes out, then they settle that bet right then and there. I mean, it's just a great tool. It's cool to see all these different classes run every single lap all the way through to the end. And I just think that it's one of the greatest things. A lot of people said, oh, you start broadcasting, racist people ain't coming. I'm not mistaken, Dave. We've had two pretty darn good crowds here at Lernerville the first two nights, and every lap's been on dirt vision. I, 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 I'm, I'm, a, I'm fanatic, just like most of the people are in the stand. I'm watching the race, and I got the dirt vision in front of me, so I'm, I'm getting the double whammy on it. Last night I was listening to you, call, you know, call the heat races, and last night in Chubb Frank. Yeah. Well, obviously he wasn't in the one star; he was in the one nine nine. But I hear this iconic voice, <laughs> Chubzilla. And, and Rick, you're just known for so many great names over the years. And just, for, you know, the wrap things up, maybe share, because a lot of these drivers aren't racing anymore, so they're gone, you know. Yeah. I mean, you have the Scott Lumpkins, so we'll just, you know, throw a couple of them out. Well, I mean, you talk about drivers, and you talked about the ones that aren't running anymore. You know, someone like the Kentucky Colonel Steve Francis, from this area, the Floodwall Flyer, Mike Balzano, the Bartman, Bart Hartman, some of those guys. Now, granted, I haven't given all nicknames, and I'm not going to give every driver nicknames, and there's announcers out there that believe drivers don't need nicknames. But I'll tell you what kept me going on these, and I've backed off on them a little bit, obviously. They don't need to flood people with nicknames. They want to hear Dale McDowell, not Mac Daddy. But the point is, probably some five years ago, I heard two little kids, and they were taking their cars in the dirt. They cut their own little track out and they were taking their little matchbox cars and they were racing. And one kid said to the other kid, which one are you? And he says, I'm Black Sunshine. And the other kid says, well, I'm the rocket ship. I knew who they were talking about. So obviously they knew who they were talking about. These kids relate to stuff like that. Now the, the older generation, you know, mid to older, they may think, okay, that's kind of corny. And yes, it is corny. I'll admit, I'll be the first one to admit. I may be the king of the nicknames, and I give some really bad ones out. But in the same respect, it's part of the fun of announcing and entertaining the crowd. The crowd here at Lernerville and at most tracks are smart. They know who these guys are. So if I was to say Jason Covert instead of the Shade Mountain Assassin Jason Covert, there's, there's a little bit of a difference. You kind of give a little flair to the driver, and not every driver is going to get a nickname. Not every driver wants one. Some actually have come up to me and said, hey, can you give me a nickname? I need something for my shirt. If I got a penny for every nickname I gave, and they went on shirts, I'd be a millionaire. Ask Brandon Shepard. Ask Tim McCready. Ask a lot of these guys in the pit area. They've gotten nicknames just because it hit me. You know, I just come up with something stupid sometimes. It, it would stick. Well, it's funny. We'll, we'll, we'll end with this one because we, you know, we know you got things you got to do here today. But we talk about names and how names can change. Josh Richards, yeah, Kid Rocket, now the Rocket Man. Right. It's amazing what sixteen years can do. Well, that, I, actually, I gave that to him after he won his, I want to say maybe third championship. I said, you know what, you're not a kid anymore, Josh. And this was on the victory stage at Dirt Track at Charlotte. I said, you know, you've been Kid Rocket, which is kind of cool, but, you know, you're old enough to vote and shave now. We've got to change this. And besides, you become a man winning in this series this many times, so we're going with the Rocket Man. And he liked it, and it stuck. It's just one of those things. And, yeah, they do evolve. 
But uh, summer's never going to change. You know, Chubb Zill after he won the world. How can you not go with that? That That's a T-shirt waiting to be sold. And some of the other ones, you know, they're corny nicknames, but I have fun with it. It's not something that I will do all the time because when you're calling the race, you've got to call them by their names. You can't, you don't have time to come up with that nickname, and that's not the place for it. And it doesn't have to be used every time, but it's a lot of fun. I doubt that I'll ever probably drop it until I retire, which, mark it on the calendar, November 2028, final race at the World Finals at Charlotte. That will be my swan song. Well, Rick... I want to thank you, myself and Don, you go back a long time with Don Gamble. We want to thank you for what you do to promote our sport. You know, you're one of the true pioneers out there and, and, and let our fans know what's happening. So you, you got a busy schedule the rest of the day, and I look forward to hearing you call the race tonight, and I'll see you back for the stampede. Sounds good, Dave. And, yes, after all these years of being on a flip phone, they gave me a smartphone in January of this year. I started tweeting in February. I'm up to 1,700 tweets. I've never touched a smartphone until February of this year. So follow me at Rick underscore Eshelman on Twitter, and I would most definitely appreciate that. I'm still learning this thing, so pardon me when Spellcheck says you're, you're an idiot, because I probably was. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Thank you, Dave. And Don, the National Street Stock Hall of Famer. Always love being on your show, buddy. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. I want to tell you a little bit about the On Point Beer Distributor. You know, they're kind of excited. They're providing Butler and the surrounding areas with some great service and even better beer. Why don't you stop by and check out their selection? They can't wait to meet you. They're only nine miles from Lernerville Speedway, a great place to pick up beer on the way to the track. The customers say it's wonderful and friendly service. They highly recommend the place. On Point Beer is located at 154 Freeport Road, only minutes from Lernerville Speedway. If you like the good service and the good beer, stop in and say hello. If you want to call ahead, their number is 724-285-6298. It's owned and operated by a veteran, a former Marine. Stop in and see what they have. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. 
fans. Welcome back to Wrapping on Racing. This is Tyler Harris with the driver of the KMP Trucking Royce RV Supercenter Talbot's Funeral Home, number 03, Rush Crate Late Model. His name is Garrett Paw. Garrett, how are you doing today? And welcome back to Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway ahead of the ninth annual Herb Scott Memorial. I'm doing really good. Uh, looking forward to being back here at Pittsburgh, uh, first time this year, and seeing uh, if we can defend our title from last year. Yeah, I was just about to say you were able to show up last year and, and take home the $2,000 paycheck, and um, you were definitely dominant. You kind of slipped back early in that race, and you charged forward, uh, and, and you won almost by, by four seconds. So it was definitely a, a, a fun performance to watch, especially watching you come up through the field. But you make Elkins, West Virginia your home. Um, that's where you come from. That's where you get to race at, too. So uh, what's it like getting to kind of step out of your territory for a little bit and race for these higher-dollar uh, races? Uh, I like it a lot, you know. You, you know, you race at one track at the same time every week, and you just get used to it. And sometimes it gets a little, you just get tired of the same thing. And plus, two, you got to go out and uh, explore a little bit if you want to get better and uh, really ramp up your racing program. And uh, you know, we like coming up here to Pittsburgh a lot because this is uh, one of the prestigious uh, dirt late model tracks in the nation, and uh, it's one of the most challenging too, just for tires and uh, the way you got to run the racetrack and. And, uh, you know, we love racing with the Rush Series. I think by far they're the best crate series out there. And uh, we enjoy traveling with them and going to new tracks and trying to just up our racing program and make it a little bit better. Yeah, you mentioned your racing program, and uh, we were talking a little bit before the interview where you started off in go-karts, and then uh, you've kind of marked up through there. Talk to me about your go-kart experiences, obviously a lot younger then, but how did that kind of prepare you for where you're at now? Uh, you know, I started whenever I was uh, six years old. My cousin come to me and asked me if I wanted to race his car one night, and I got into it. And uh, my dad used to race. Uh, he started out in pure stocks and went to semi-lights and late models, and he raced up until whenever I was born. And then he got into it just a little bit again. And uh, once we got into go-karts, you know, we had a lot of success racing at Elkins and just Tyler County, and we went a couple other little places. But, you know, we had quite a bit of success. And uh, we started into the flat carts, but once I got into the flat cart race, and I was just like, you know, it's not as fun as being at the big racetrack with the big cars. So we uh, we took a few years off and uh, slowly pieced together a crate car, and uh, here we are now after a couple later. <laughs> So talk to me about that decision to jump into a crate car um, uh, coming out of go-karts. You're, you're pretty much your options are open. You, you can go whichever way you want to. Obviously, the influence of your dad racing uh, late models at one point uh, through his career probably influenced that. But was it a cost-effective uh, kind of decision where this was the most fun for the most cost-effective manner? Or what, what went into that decision? Well, uh, you know, we were, I was looking at modifieds a little bit too, just kind of like whatever was we were getting into. And then one day my dad stopped down and uh, talked to Steve Baker at Rocket and they had a frame down there. And, uh, you know, this was this was the most affordable class in because, you know, my dad, you know, he's worked for everything he's had in his life. And, you know, he's my, he's my main guy that puts everything he can into our racing program. So we, we decided to go with the crate deal because, you know, it's, supers are just getting so far we can't afford it yet but uh you know and plus two we, we only live 50 minutes to an hour away from rocket and my dad ran one of the first bullet cars that mark richards built out of a shop so we had a pretty good uh relationship there with with uh, mark and steve and know them real well so it was it was kind of easy to go that route and i get real good feedback from all those guys and even josh i worked for him there three years ago for a few months out on the road so i got a good relationship with those guys and it was kind of hard not to go the the crate route 
Yeah, you have a lot of a lot of good names that you're in you're in cahoots with. Uh, you know, when you mentioned people like uh, Rocket Chassis and Steve Baker, and you mentioned Josh Richards, and then your father's history as well. Um, let's too talk about your father. Um, who is your father for fans that don't know? Uh, his name's Neil Paul. Uh, he raced a lot around the Elkins. Uh, Cumberland, Pennsboro, back in those days. Uh, he got out of there for about the late 80s, early 90s, and then he got back into around 2000, early 2000s, but he was just racing around Elkins and Interstate Speedway at that point in time. But, you know, he's he was really successful locally, and, you know, he's just like us. We branch out every once in a while and try to run bigger shows and just, just try to be competitive and make a little bit name for ourselves if we can. <laughs> Fans, if you're just tuning in, I'm speaking with the Rush Crate late metal driver, uh, Garrett Paw here. We're going to go ahead and cut to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll finish up with the rest of the interview. Saturday Night Racing Entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series. The Rush Sportsman Modifieds. The Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The Rush Wingless Sprints. Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds. And the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Fans, welcome back for the second half of this interview with Garrett Paw, driver of the Rush Crate Late Model here in the pits of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, ahead of the Herb Scott Memorial. Uh, so let's talk about the season that is so far of 2021, obviously much better than uh, last season, just given the whole circumstance of everything in the world. But um, we're able to kind of go to racetracks every weekend, and that's not, you know, that's not taken for granted anymore. But we talked a little bit uh, earlier about what it's like to race right now. And uh, I said, you know, have you had any problems with tires? And, well, here we are. This is your first weekend with problems with tires. Talk to us how you've gotten through so far with kind of the challenges that go into racing in 2021 oh uh, well, i try to look look ahead and what i'm going to need tire wise and uh you know i talked to the guys at rocket and they told me they had some tires so i got uh, got what they what i need thought i was going to need and then come to find out my chalk mark sizes weren't just what i needed so i called around there by that time they were already out of tires and uh and I get a lot some tires from Dave Polsky's performance parts, and uh, they were sold out. And I got a hold of the racetrack, and they gave me the the local guy that up here that sells tires, his phone numbers, and uh, I got got quite a few to get me through a couple weekends at least. But you know, just it hasn't hasn't really bit me yet. I mean, I've been good on fuel so far and tires for uh, racing Elkins, but. Uh, but right now, these these rush tires are getting harder to get. But now they opened it back up because uh, you don't have to you don't have to strictly go to uh, rush. You can run Crate USA tires still, so that helped out a tremendous amounts. So you talk about the chalk line, and you know, and to to, to fans who don't know or, or listeners who aren't familiar with what exactly that means, can you go a little bit more in depth on that and and why that is a challenge whenever um, it, it affects what what you do to your race car essentially? Yeah, uh, you know. For granted, uh, they make uh, a 90 size tire, and um, 
You go. You got ninety-two chalk mark, ninety-two and a quarter, ninety-two and a half. You can get ninety-two and three quarter, whatever they have. But uh, that's whenever the tire is fully blowed up to forty pounds. That's what size it should be. And uh, you know, the bigger tire with the bigger chalk mark, you know, the bigger the tire is going to be. And uh, you know, up here at Pittsburgh, you try to get some stagger. And uh, when whenever you blow it up, if you get a bigger chalk mark tire, then you're more than likely your your stagger is going to be a lot lot smaller than what you wanted so uh and then the right rears you know they're these 55s it's kind of they're all about 92 or 94 and a half to 94 and three quarters sometimes you get a 95 but you know just just the bigger the chalk mark the bigger the tire is going to be and you try to at least keep your left sides as small as you can and the right sides as big as you can so that way you know you just helps balance out the car better Sounds great. And then, too, let's talk about the season that still lies ahead. We're uh, in the early stages of July right now. Um, still a lot of season left. What's on your agenda? Uh, we're going to run whatever rush races they have up here at Pittsburgh, and uh, we're going to travel back down to uh, Virginia Motor Speedway for the Fast Track World Championship. Uh, we had pretty good success there two years ago whenever we went. Just just missed it by one spot of making it in the race so uh i feel really good about going back there and we're just gonna just run hit or miss and uh you know just race local whenever there's no big show around and you know it's it's hard to go anywhere else from 15 minutes from the house for a thousand win weekly whenever he the closest other tracks to a hello over two hours and they pay you know seven eight hundred dollars to win so it's it's hard to travel too far but you know if there's a big race within the you know four to five hour area and we feel like we would be competitive at it we're going to try to hit it you never know when garrett paul may show up at your local dirt track when money is on the line real quick too not to you know keep the best for last but we're keeping the best for last here can't be done without a good sponsors without good crew let's go ahead and highlight those guys who make this happen for you each week uh first and foremost i gotta thank my parents if it wasn't for them i wouldn't be able to do it my dad he you know he's He's 80% of this operation. You know, he owns the truck and trailer. And, uh, you know, I help with what I can on the cars. And, uh, you know, he's he's the guy behind the scenes that really puts this whole team together. And uh, I got to thank um, Roy's RV Supercenter, Tim Sinek. You know, they've been a big help for me. You know, even whenever I help Tim, whenever he races some. And uh, Talbot Funeral Home, they've been a tremendous help. And Mike Talbot's been a phenomenal guy to be a sponsor for me. Uh, Brian Romans, Romans Trucking and Excavating, uh, Rocket Chassis. Um, you know, I got, like I said, my parents foremost, my family. You know, my uncle Brian, he he helps me out a ton. My girlfriend, she helps. Uh, and uh, James and Gerald, my engine guy, that he comes and helps tune our engines for us. And and uh, Clyde and. You know, every, everybody else I'm forgetting that helps us out a bunch. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to thank Kendron and Ingram Racing Engines, too. You know, I run two different engine manufacturers, but, you know, they're great. They're great to work with both of them. And, uh, you know, I couldn't do it without all of them. Garrett, thanks for your time. Good luck this weekend. Good luck the rest of the season. We'll talk to you soon. All righty. Thank you. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. 
By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your hosts, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. On a beautiful, cool night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway on Saturday night, it was the occasion of the Herb Scott Memorial, where we pay tribute to one of the finest drivers to ever strap on a helmet. And for that occasion, we have the Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series in town with drivers from six states competing for the 30-lap Herb Scott Memorial. It was a great night, a beautiful night. Rapid on Racing's Bill Korch was on hand, and he files this report. Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, it was the annual Herb Scott Memorial in memory of the great Hall of Fame Pittsburgh driver. The race for years was held for the super late models, but in recent times has been sanctioned by the Rush Crate Late Model Series. 30 cars were in the pits for time trials, and Daryl Charlier was the fastest qualifier, setting a new track record for the Rush Late Models at 18.652 seconds. Charlier went on to win the first heat race, with Jeremy Wonderling finishing second. Mike Norris won heat race number two, Kyle Lucon the runner-up. And in the third heat race, Garrett Paul the winner, with Kyle Hardy finishing second. In the six-car dash, the winner was Mike Norris, Kyle Lucon second, so they would set the front row for the 30-lap feature. And as that feature began, Norris led them through the first turn, but a caution came out to force a complete restart. He'd do it again on that restart to lead over Lucon and Wonderling. Wonderling quickly moved into second place and was starting to close in on Norris when the second caution came out on lap five. That came out for the leader, as Norris was forced to retire from the race with a mechanical problem. That gave the lead to Wonderling, and he maintained it through a series of caution flags in the next eight laps for incidents in turn three and on the backstretch. Wonderling was never seriously challenged the rest of the way, moving through lap traffic the remaining 17 laps to win by more than two seconds over Kyle Hardy. In victory lane, Wonderling said that after some missed chances to win the Herb Scott Memorial in prior years, it was great to finally come out on top. This is one of the biggest tracks on my bucket list to win at this and, you know, like Lernerville and stuff. And I've been so close here and, you know, the one night I'm leading by a straightaway and the motor blows and I was watching maybe down in the corner, but I couldn't, I couldn't see him when we were racing and every time Kosh came out, he told me it was good, but I was just trying to hit my marks, and I, some of the lap cars kind of screwed me up a little bit. But, you know, I, I mean, you're racing against Hardy and, you know, a lot of the regulars around here, like Charlier, the old three car, all them guys are really, really good here. And it's hard to come down here, you know, once or twice a year and compete with them. Second place finisher Kyle Hardy talked about trying to catch the leader. Yeah, he's been good all year. He's good everywhere he goes. Um, he's a... Uh, He's tough up here, so um, we're just happy to have uh, guys like him and Joe to race with. Uh, it wouldn't be fun without guys like them, so I'm just happy to race with them. And third-place finisher Joe Martin was happy with a top five and knew that Norris was going to be tough to beat 
before he broke. Starting ninth, I wasn't expecting much. I said I'd be happy with top five, but uh, we just dug ourselves down in that bottom. That's where he had to be. They constantly water the bottom of this track, and uh, we just had to bury ourselves down there and hold her wide open, you know. And uh, we just freed up enough that we were able to do that, and a bunch of guys made mistakes. Mikey probably would have kicked all of our butts, but uh, he broke, and so moved us from fourth to third. So we're happy. We'll take it. So the top 10 at the Herb Scott Memorial at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Jeremy Wonderling, the winner. Hal Hardy finishing second. That was just the reverse of the previous night at Dog Hollow Speedway. Joe Martin was third. Zach Gunn with a great run finished fourth. And Garrett Paul was fifth. Then six through 10 went to Kyle Lucon, Daryl Charlier, Ben Police, Cole Petrell, and Corey Sines. With those cautions, a couple of them red flags. The race took about 50 minutes to run. Reporting on the annual Herb Scott Memorial, I'm Bill Korch for Rapid on Racing. A second rush division was on hand as well. That's the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. And in the feature race, it was Justin Shea in the 14S car coming out on top after a hard-fought battle. Uh, lots of uh, action and excitement, including a couple of uh, wild accidents in that feature race. He beats out Tony Tattenhurst, Aiden Cipriano, Ben Eastler, and Dave Price. That's the top five. Six through ten were Preston Cope, J.C. Boyer, Chaz Wolbert, Chelsea Krekic, and Jordan Ehrenberg. It was Krekich and Justin Shea as your heat race winners. In the regular uh, divisions, the Admar Pro Stocks, it was Brian Hutchko picking up a win, finally. In the Pro Stocks, Mike Harris driving his own number 18 car, finished second. Nick Kachuba, Jacob Billick, Zach Steele, and Tanya Charlier rounding out the field for the Admar Pro Stocks. In the hobby stocks, it's the priority equipment rental hobby stocks, and what a race it was yet again. And the usual suspects were up at the front, duking it out for the win. It was Cody Catellis coming away with the win after he won his heat race along with Stephen Sheltman, and who finishes second. But, yep, Stephen Sheltman finishes second in the 15-lap hobby stock race. Every race from here on out is going to be a tune-up for the September 11th thousand to win Josh Langer Memorial Invitational for the hobby stocks. Chloe Jones, a 76 car young lady. She finishes third. Frank McGill, Ben Anton round out the top five. John Kane, Matt Bernard, Jacob Weiser, Carly Kovacs, and Cody Bihana wrap up the top ten in the hobby stock division. Over in the Crawford Auto Repair four cylinders, April Tennant driving her husband's car, the number two car, uh, out of Collier's West Virginia. April Tennant comes away with a win. Lucas Weaver in the 11W, that's out of the Catellus camp as well, finishes second. Bill Tennant driving the number 10 car while allowing his wife to drive his number two, finishes third. Craig Rudolph, Eric Reynolds, Travis Corbin, and Matt Kiesel rounded out the field in the Crawford Auto Repair four cylinders. And finally, in our always safe Young Guns, the 5K, once again, fourth victory this year for young Logan Cotellis. And eight entries in the Young Guns. That's a huge number for a field of cars. It's normally numbers in the three or four range. Uh, of course, they drivers age out, so it's not a division that drivers stay in round in very long. But for eight cars, lots of youngsters starting to make their way up to the Young Guns Division. Next Saturday night, or this coming Saturday, I should say, 6th Division show, and that 6th Division will once again be the Rush Sportsman Modifieds as they will join us yet again. Also, the Rush Late Models, the Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, and both four-cylinder divisions will be on hand as well. And it is, as a bonus, Dollar Hot Dog Night. Burke's Hot Dogs, 
uh, are kind enough to allow us to sell their hot dogs for a dollar a piece. So it is dollar hot dog night with a big six-division show this coming Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. For Rapid on Racing, I'm Jim Zufall. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Hi, this is John Forge, Funny Car Champ, and you're listening to Rapping on Racing. Good stuff. Fans joining us now with the Drag Racing Report is Tom Lang. Tom, good evening. How are you? 
Good evening, Don. It's a pleasure to join you as always. Likewise. Hey, what's the old adage about inside every gray cloud there's a silver lining? I understand that even though the circumstances weren't ideal, a local team found a way to make the best of a bad situation. Uh, yes, Don. A couple weeks ago, I told our listeners about P2 contracting driver Kurt Stedding and the fact that he was going to miss the PDRA North-South shootout presented by Linex at Maryland International Raceway due to recent knee surgery. Obviously, this situation put a major crimp in Kurt's hopes of winning the points championship in the Penske PRS Pro Boost presented by WS Construction category. It also left Kurt's teammate, Todd Tuttero, on his own in his attempt to move up from his fifth-place position in the points as Todd would not have Kurt's help in knocking out the cars that were ahead of Todd. In that regard, Tuttero convinced a couple of his customers, Tommy Gray and Mike Decker, who do not normally run the PDRA series, to attend the race and possibly help uh, knock some of those cars out early. Well, that part of the plan didn't work out as well as hoped, as Decker and Gray wound up facing each other in the first round of eliminations. What did work in Tuttero's favor was the fact that some of the cars ahead of him in the points had to face each other in the early rounds. Long story short, Tuttero and Decker both advanced to the semifinals, but that's as far as they would go. The good news for the P2 team is that all four of the cars ahead of Tuttero in the points went out in the first or second round, which allowed King Tut to make a positive move in the points. When Tuttero's rig rolled out the gates of MIR Sunday morning, he sat in fourth place in the points, just one round behind the leader. Six cars are within two rounds of first place. So the points battle for the remainder of the season promises to be a barn burner. In the final round of Pro Boost, Daniel Ferris scored his first career PDRA Pro Boost win when he knocked off Jesse Harris in a very close race. Ferris clocked a 3.715 at 207 mile per hour to Harris's 371 at a slowing 199.5. Well, Dan wasn't the only driver to earn his first PDRA victory that day. Uh, you're correct on that, Don. And it was the third P2 contracting car driven by Kurt's son, Ethan, that earned his first PDRA win. Ethan competes in the Cool Shirt Pro Junior Dragster category, and his win was rather dramatic. Or should I say it was qualifying that was dramatic for Ethan. At PDRA events, there's testing on Thursday. Then the juniors get two qualifying shots on Friday with their final qualifier on Saturday morning, followed by eliminations. Ethan had never before raced without his father there on the starting line with him. Kurt was not able to get to MIR until Friday evening, so he missed all of the testing and the first two qualifiers. The Cool Shirt Pro Junior Dragster class is run on a 7.90 index, meaning a perfect run is 7.900 seconds in the eighth mile. Any run quicker than that 
is a breakout in eliminations, and during qualifying, that run would be put below any run that is over 7.90 seconds on a qualifying sheet. Ethan ran a 7.86 in Q1, which put him near the bottom of the sheet. He ran 7.89 in the second qualifier, which, while closer, was still under the index, leaving Ethan on the outside of the qualified field with one run to go. The bump spot heading into the final qualifying session was 7.915 seconds, which meant Ethan had very little room for error. Ethan, his crew chief, John Redfield, who they call Rednuts, Kurt, and Dennis Kuhn put their heads together to come up with a tune-up that would get Ethan into a very tight field. Ethan was the very last car to go down the track in that final qualifying session, and he hit a perfect 7.900 run, which put him third in the field as a total of four cars had run a perfect 790. Ethan had to face two of his closest friends in eliminations, Cooley driving Bark in round one and Will Creaseman in the final. The late, great Neil Bonnet once said, the funny thing about racing is the way you pay back your friends. You show them the backside of your race car. Ethan did just that to both Coolidge and Will as he banked his first-ever PDRA win in his third final round appearance. Ethan actually helped Will get his car ready for the final round as Will's father, Jeremy, was up on the starting line with another team car that competes in the Lucas Oil Elite Top Dragster class, which they ended up winning. Since Will was alone in the staging lanes, Ethan drove Creaseman's golf cart to push Will up to the fire-up line as Red Nuts pushed Ethan's car. Nice to see the sportsmanship displayed by these two young men, especially considering that this final round could prove critical in the points chase. The two drivers came into the race in second and third place, separated by just a little less than a round. Ethan is now first in points, two rounds ahead of Will. Sounds like Ethan is a class act, and I love the name of that division, the cool shirts. That is that is really cute. Well, that's the sponsor, the, the right. cool shirt. Right. And, uh, yeah, it really works, and some of those drivers actually use that product. Good. Hey, what about the rest of the classes there at Bud's Creek? Well, Jim Halsey continued his dominance of the Switzer Dynamics Pro Nitrous class as he knocked off Jay Cox in the final round. I believe that's uh, Halsey's third win of the season in the Pro Nitrous category. Uh, Chris Powers took his second win of 2021 in Liberty Gears Extreme Pro Stock. A West DiStefano earned win number three in Shameless Racing Outlaw 632. A Bob Bauer won Elite Top Sportsman. Nick Maloney won the Top Sportsman 32 class. Michael White drove Jeremy Creaseman's car to the win in Elite Top Dragster. And T.G. Paschal earned the win in Top Dragster 32. The next race on the PDRA schedule will be the PDRA Summer Shootout presented by Tide Drive at Virginia Motorsports Park 
That's going to be happening July 15th to 17th. You know, Kurt has to be very proud of Ethan because the sportsmanship displayed there, that's, that's awesome. And I see it so many times in racing where a driver will help his competitor and then have to go out and race against him. Well, speaking to that, I'll tell you a funny story that happened to the Bowen family. Uh, they were in the final round of an NHRA points race uh, at Martin, Michigan. And they were scheduled to race Rusty Lindert. So they come back after the semis, and they did all the between rounds maintenance on their car. And they walked over to Rusty's pit, and they're all just sitting there. And they asked what was up, and they said, well, our engine's hurt. We don't have a spare cylinder head. And Bowen says, well, I got a head. So they go over to Bowen's trailer, get the cylinder head, go over, help Rusty take his car apart, put it back together, get it ready for the final round, and when they go out there, Rusty beats them in the final round. So they actually helped their opponent beat them. But I spoke to Mike afterwards, and he said, I don't want to go up there and win a single. Rusty's a good friend of mine. I want to see him get up there. We want to have another car in the other lane. And if we get beat, well, that's just the way the chips fall. But uh, you've seen it so many times in racing, as have I. Uh, these racers are always willing to help each other out. And when you see Ethan, Coolidge Rivenbark, and Will Creesman at these races, it seems like the three of them are always together. And uh, no animosity or anything. When, you, when I saw Will and Ethan in the staging lanes before that final, they were just chatting and joking. There's no smack talk, no intimidation, none of that kind of stuff. They just go out and race and... Uh, it's a beautiful thing to see, and uh, I think our sport's in good hands when this is the future of our sport. I agree 100%. Well, Tom, excellent report. I thank you for being with us. You have a nice evening. Uh, you do the same, Don. Thank you. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. I want to tell you a little bit about area auto racing news. 
nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rapping on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. Thanks for tuning in to Rapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At the Track. Check it out. Welcome back to PRN's At the Track. Joining us now on the ProFabrication.com hotline, winner from Blanket Hill Speedway in Pennsylvania, Mark Flick. And Mark, we uh, we know the name Flick from uh, the, the sprint car guy, AJ Flick. Uh, help us understand how you and he are, are related. Uh, that's my son. Wow. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he's a third generation racer. And that is awesome. It's always great to see families continuing on. And, uh, yeah, I guess you were one of those, uh, you know, after your, your dad, uh, started the, uh, racing in the, in the family. But before we get there to talk about family and racing, how about the other night at Blanket Hill? How long had it had been and what was the race like for you to, uh, get out there and wheel it to victory? Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I hadn't run for a while and over the winter I found this, uh, mod light car that, uh, I like fabricating and doing different things. So I bought it and cut it and changed it and did some things with it and went uh, a couple weeks ago and ran second and, uh, brought it home, made some more changes and was lucky enough to win the heat. And that gave me the pole position for the feature. They had some, uh, 270 and 600 racing going on that night and had the track pretty much glazed over and uh being that i'm in my 60s i got a lot of experience on some of the other guys and i've run asphalt and dirt so i kind of knew what to do with the slick track and was starting on the pole they they made it a little bit easy for me (laughs) oh uh mark flick he's won his share of races at tracks like jennerstown speedway lernerville both in in different uh creations of modifieds when you're on pavement it's one kind of modified when you're on uh dirt typically uh in the jennerstown area or i mean the lernerville area it's big block modified racing but now a mod light am i correct those are a, a, a condensed compacted modified with a motorcycle engine yeah, that's exactly what they are. This thing has a uh, has a little quick change in it, and it has a GSXR one thousand motor. Um, it's probably around one hundred and fifty horsepower or something like that. But it's got smaller tires on it, and uh, it's a it's a little bit of a chore to drive. <laughs> Mark Flick on the profabrication.com hotline profabrication headers exhaust all the parts and pieces that go with it just a click of a mouse away at profabrication.com and speaking of Lernerville the guy that just won the uh, the big uh, race there Brandon Overton is a profabrication driver so back to Mark Flick though our guest on the uh, profab hotline you you've won on pavement on dirt on bigger cars more horsepower all that you know, uh, the track Saturday night, a nice, uh, little grassroots, uh, track at blanket Hill speedway. 
Uh, still got the uh, the fire, though, to get the win. Uh, what was it like when you pull into Victory Lane? Uh, you still have that uh, that energy there? Well, yeah, but it was a it was another surprise. Um, AJ was racing Sharon that night, and the rest of the crew and family went that way, and uh, I went with a buddy to Blanket Hill. Like I said, they were having a lot of specials with the 270s and the 600s, so Blanket Hill's night was dragging on a little bit. I did not know that AJ's race was over, and they were trying to get back to Blanket Hill, which was a little over an hour and a half uh, to get to watch my race. And when I pulled into Victory Lane, AJ and my wife and the rest of the crew, they were there too. Oh, man. That's what's so cool. On the line, Mark Flick from uh, winning at Blanket Hill Speedway last weekend is on the ProFabrication.com hotline. The family gathering around him uh, there in Victory Lane. And as a, a driver that uh, you've gotten to watch AJ grow up and do his racing as a son yourself, you've gotten to uh, you know be a part of uh, watching your dad uh, start the Flick family in, in racing. Is, is there a Flick family driving style that you saw in your dad, you see a little bit in, in shots of yourself and, and you see continuing on through AJ or is everybody different? Uh, amazingly, I'm the oddball, I believe. <laughs> uh, I watched my dad race for a long time and my first car that I ran was his late model. It was an older car and we made it a street stock. And I had to change the way he set it up for me to drive it. When AJ started racing, we built him a street stock. He was 15 years old. And I, he helped me build it. We built it from scratch. We set it up. And he struggled for probably a month, a month and a half. The funny part was that I would have, we, when we built the car, we made it look like a Camaro, like, my father's car was in the early seventies when he won the championship and people would come down and they would tell me if I didn't know that your father had passed away, I would swear that was him driving the car. <laughs> so after a while hearing this, it dawned on me that AJ drives more like my dad. So I went back into all these cars have come out of the same garage here on the property. So he had an old tablet that I had kept for years and I went back into that tablet and saw some of their setup stuff. <clears throat> and I tried to change the street stock to be closer to what my dad would have ran. The second night after I changed it, AJ won his first feature. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I, I guess, uh, you know, you, you may be the oddball of setup, but you were smart enough to figure out that the kid needed to drive like uh, Pop did. And uh, lo and behold, another winner in the Flick family. And we're speaking with the the middle of the Flick family, uh, the son, the th second generation, Mark Flick, who just won again at Blanket Hill Speedway in Pennsylvania. So, uh, Mark, you know, uh, you said AJ was uh, 15 when you started setting up the car. Do you, do you remember the frustrations and maybe one moment when you were frustrated with young AJ trying to figure that out that you went, you know what? I was doing that to my dad. Oh my gosh. Something like that. One of those moments. Yeah. Well, lately this summer, it's been about every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> we've, uh, we've been struggling a little bit with his stuff and uh, it's constantly going back and forth. You know, let's try this and let's try that. And 
Well, Mark, Mark my, my ideas don't match his ideas, and I know that definitely happened with me and my father. <laughs> well, Mark, I got to leave it there, but racing family is like them all. We just love to frustrate our fathers and to uh, transfer that all up and down through the family, but love conquers all. Congrats on the win. Mark Flick, our guest of the ProFabrication.com hotline. Fans, stay with us. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in to Rapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Batiki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At the Track. Check it out. And joining us now on the ProFabrication.com hotline, the new promoter at Skyline Speedway in Stewart, Ohio, Jeff Burnett. And Jeff, uh, from what I've read about you, uh, a retired fireman last year in the middle of the pandemic, and you go out and buy Skyline Speedway. Why did you do that? kind of crazy isn't it uh i went to florida with my boys to race and we got back and i i sat in the house and i'm just not a person that sets around and i've always loved auto racing and since i retired racing and farming i thought you know what better way to to do something than uh to keep keep going and and just try my hand at promoting wow well he's done a great job so far jeff burdett on the profabrication.com hotline, the promoter at Skyline Speedway in Stewart, Ohio. They've already had a couple of well-received events this summer. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get to uh, hear about some news about some uh, other things that they've got cooking. Jeff's on the profabrication.com hotline. Profabrication headers exhaust all the parts and pieces that go with it. Just a click of a mouse away at profabrication.com. And speaking of which, Profabrication, the headers that branded over it in one just a, a week or so ago at Lernerville. Keep that in mind. But Jeff, for, for the, the racetrack and all, um, what what have you done to this place? It was quiet for a, more than a year or so. Uh, what, what have you done to improve it and make it better? Well, a uh, buddy of mine, he actually started the project and, uh, he uh, put new electrical in and new LED lights, and, and uh, I come along, and we made a deal, and I decided to finish it, and uh, we've just went full throttle ahead. We've remodeled all the concession stands, um, resurfaced the track, and, and we're just looking for more and more improvements, you know, over through the winter to next year. We want to put new catch fence up, but it was in really bad shape, and it's I'm, I'm quite proud of it, to be honest with you. Well, and, and from the photos, they are breathtaking uh, of the changes. I, I was fortunate to be there a couple of years ago, and, and it was nice. But wow, uh, from the, uh, the the lows to now, uh, higher than they have ever been at Stewart, Ohio Skyline Speedway on the ProFabrication.com hotline. The new promoter, Jeff Burdett, chatting with us. And if you're over in Parkersburg, West Virginia, listening on WMOA or one of their stations, Make your plans to get over there. Lots and lots going on. Hey, hey, Jeff, you mentioned about the refreshment stands and, and all the lighting and stuff. How, how about food? Uh, you know, I always get hungry when I go to, a, especially a new track that gets me all fired up and stuff. You know, what, what are your, what are your grandkids uh, when you take them out there and, and you're, you know, the younger folks, you got fries, you, you got, you know, stuff like that, that they, uh, they like to eat. Yeah. i tell you what, I went to a couple races and, uh, uh, I always thought the food needs to be very, very good. And, uh, We've got uh, fresh cut French fries instead of frozen, and uh, my mother makes the hot dog sauce, which is a big hit. And uh, people, the, the first night open, we were overwhelmed with the crowd we had, and the concession stands lines was unbelievable. And we tried to accommodate this race where we had uh, a drink line alone just mm-hmm. to uh, try to keep the crowd going, but it was a big success. Man, a promoter that in his early uh, promoting can flex the refreshment stand line. 
that's a guy that's going to concede because we want our food because we got to go back and watch. That is smart business there. Jeff Burnett, uh, the promoter of uh, Skyline Speedway, Stewart, Ohio, brand new to uh, the game as far as promoting, but been a part of racing for uh, a lifetime, really. And he is our guest. So a um, couple of good races or so, so far. What's on the uh, schedule that uh, you're looking to? Are you still going to do that Harvest 50? Yeah, the Harvest 50 is going to be big for us. It's uh, September the 24th and 25th. And we'd like to also throw a sprint car show in once or twice before maybe that event happens and try to uh, have some sprint cars over there and get, get some sprint car people involved. Wow. So if you're listening out across uh, Indiana, Illinois, even our friends in uh, Iowa, sprint cars, I know they go all the way through Ohio and Pennsylvania and, and such, but to be able to go to Skyline, Brand new uh, to you, maybe, and really redone to all of us. Where can folks find out more about Skyline Speedway, Jeff? You can go to the Facebook page of Skyline Speedway, and uh, they pretty much keep that uh, uh, in line uh, for all the events we have scheduled and upcoming events. Uh, Jeff, uh, I'll, I'll be an endorser as well for your Twitter page, Skyline Speedway on Twitter. Uh, the promoter, Jeff Burdett, on the profabrication.com hotline. Get to Skyline and see some racing in Stewart, Ohio at Jeff Burdett's track. Good luck with it, Jeff. Fans, stay with us. We'll be right back with more. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Race fans, I'm standing here with the driver who's entering the weekend, leading the rush points, Kyle Hardy from Stephen City, Virginia. Kyle, a lot of people up in this area know you for your wins at the Roaring Knob Motorsports Complex in the Super. But over the winter, you and your family decided to get your own team back together. And uh, for the first year, decided to try the Crate Series. And I'll tell you what, you won down at East Bay in a, in a hired gun ride, and you've been picking up wins ever since. Tell us about the team and what all made you decide to go back to the uh, family team. Oh, well, you know, it's just... <clears throat> It's hard racing with other people that, you know, you don't race with all the time. So at the end of the day, you just got to make a decision and figure out what's best for everybody. So that's why we uh, built our own car, because we can go race wherever we want. We ain't got nobody to answer to. If we want to race, you know, we can go race. If not, we can stay home. So, you know, that's pretty much the reason. Uh, but it's been a it's been a great time. Uh, we've had a lot of success so far. Um, but I just wouldn't be without everybody that helps us. Now, late last year, I believe, was the first time you got into a crate car. And um, what made you decide to go with the crate? Like I said, 
you started your career out in a super, taking over your dad's ride, and now you know you're in with the you're running with a super team back in Maryland. But the family car is a crate car. What made you decide to go with the crates? Well, I mean, uh, they race everywhere on the weekends. It's hard to find super races all the time. But the biggest thing is you can have three and a half crate motors against one super motor. So. Um, if you break a crate motor, it's not as bad. It don't really break the bank as bad. So, I mean, we can't afford a super motor. Um, we're just going to keep doing this. We're having a lot of fun. It's paying the bills, and me and my family get to come to the racetrack. So it's just, you know, it's overall, it's just, it's just a great deal. Is it hard jumping from the two cars? I know a couple times you've ran the 45 Super and your family-owned 99 at the same night at the same track. Is it hard adjusting between the two cars? Um, at times it is. If you run a super race first and then a crate race, it seems to be a little easier. But if you got to run a, a, you know, a crate race first and then a super, it's you know you kind of want to have the upper hand on getting out on the track with the super. So it's not too bad. Is it now? Both of the cars, the super and the crate, are rocket. Can you transfer anything from one to the other, or just the track knowledge? Um, no, not really. I mean, it, maybe if their cars are identical, but two different uh, age-old cars. Uh, so, I mean, it's just pretty much each of them's got their own package. And we mentioned before this is your family team's first foray into crates, but last year you were driving a car down to Pittsburgh that was a crate, and if I remember right, you, you won with that car down in Florida and around New Year's Day. Tennessee, we won on New Year's Day and the uh, other day after New Year's. And then uh, East Bay was a big win. Uh, we've won five or six races with Chucky. So, I mean, it's been pretty fun. And do you see yourself and this team going back up to Supers or why uh, why mess around with a good thing? If anybody's willing to buy me a Super Motor, 100%, I'd be willing to. But until then, we're going to keep doing what we can afford. Now, who are the people that help make uh, the Hardy Motorsports number 99 possible? First, uh, my parents, it wouldn't be for them. I wouldn't know anything about racing. Uh, Ingram Engines, uh, Anthony's Pizza, uh, American Paint Company, Klein Construction, just uh, a big group of people, and uh, my parents mainly, and uh, Matt Logan and Ronnie Crooks. Race fans, keep your eye on the number 99 Ingram Racing Rocket Chassis XR1. Kyle Hardy from Stevens City, Virginia. He is the rush point leader and already has 15 wins so far in 2021. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. I want to tell you a little bit about area auto racing news. Nice uh, 
newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rappin' on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. Safety gear is off. Chug of water. Troy Shields is ready to come out of the car. Let's give a round of applause. You're two-time defending track champion. Troy Shields. First win of the year. Here's a beautiful hat for you. Latro Speedway feature winner hat on. Hey, Troy, I'll tell you what. It's been an interesting year. I know I always tease you about being old, but, man, what about these young guns like Michael Ott? Two wins already this year. And then Braden Dillinger came down tonight. But the, the, the gentleman, I'm not going to call you the old man, the gentleman... Show them how to get around this ultra-fast half-mile and pull off your first win of the year. Well, we've had a fast car all year. Just stuff didn't go our way, and you got to have some luck go your way or it doesn't happen. I mean, uh, you know, the one night we were leading, we developed a miss. <laughs> the other night we were leading, and we, we didn't know it at the time, but we were getting a flat tire when Danny Angelicchio won. So it was like, you know, <laughs> is what it is. I'm glad to be here. I was starting to doubt myself, so... Hey, you know, we're, we're just, you know, it, this is great for you to come out here. And you're very loyal. You don't go anywhere else normally. You dedicate yourself. You enjoy this track. You enjoy the high speeds. And you enjoy racing with these drivers who you guys all res- have a lot of respect for each other. Yeah, there's uh, four or five cars that could win here on any given night. Uh, and like I said, it's all about uh, you got to have some luck. And that you did. And one fast hot rod tonight. Let's go ahead and thank the crew and sponsors that help get this SNS communication rocket to Victory Lane. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank my mom and dad. Uh, you know, without they give me support to do this. Uh, my sponsors, AR Warner, Rodney's, SNS Communications. Got to thank my kids because they put up with me for doing this. I probably give them a heart attack every now and then sometimes. You know, I've had some, some spills and chills. <laughs> Uh, you know, Gary Sisson, he's a loyal supporter of racers, local racers. <laughs> so, you know, without these and Tanner Hogger, my crew's not here tonight. John, he's always here. He's not here. Uh, Rick, Michelle, and Neil, they all had a wedding to go to. So it's me and Courtney here tonight, and we got her done, Court. <laughs> and what a job you guys did. And uh, like I said, now we're starting to get closer and closer to the month of money. Last year, you picked up the big memorial win and secured your second straight track, track championship. And uh, maybe, you know, once the, uh, the experience of racing in the heat, these dog days of summer, maybe your, your age is an advantage. Yeah, I'm used to it. I work in it, so what the heck, I can play in it. <laughs> Race fans, give a round of applause. Troy Shields here in Victory Lane. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. 
At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Saturday Night Racing Entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series. The Rush Sportsman Modifieds. The Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The Rush Wingless Sprints. Thunder on the Dirt, Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Cause the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that. Proudly presented Rappin' on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rappin' on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all.